Hey there, I'm Jack Eason. Thank you for joining us for this uh, incredible webinar about storytelling. And storytelling is very, very important regardless of if you're a writer, if you're trying to promote your business, if you're a leader of a nonprofit organization, uh, you've got to know how to tell a good story. And I've often wondered what is involved in telling a good story. And so we're going to be talking about that in just a little while. Maybe you have thought about the tone of voice that you use or maybe the characters that you use in a story maybe people that have been impacted by your organization, maybe you've thought about that, maybe you've thought about how do you come across as being authentic and genuine. All those things are important, especially when it comes to sharing your story through your nonprofit. And you may say, why is that important? Well, here's why. 56% of donors, partners, say that it was a story that motivated them to support the mission of that organization. So I often tell people it's not the organizations that are doing the best, unfortunately, that are the most successful or fruitful. Oftentimes it's the organization that does the best at telling the story of what they do. So that's why telling the story is so important. So I thought we'd be a little creative, and I have an in with our special guest today that's kind of, kind of lead us in that discussion about storytelling. Some of you may uh, have heard about her or know about her. She's a best-selling author. Her books have appeared on the ECPA and the CBA bestsellers list. Uh, I lost track. I think it's somewhere around 60 books that she has written. She's shaking her head. She'll tell me if it's more or less in just a minute. But a lot of books that have won a lot of awards and on the bestsellers list. And she's going to walk us through um, how she determines what's uh, the best elements of the story. And so as you hear her talk about that, our special guest, I want you to be thinking in your organization about telling the story of your organization. All right? So... Put your hands together right there wherever you're watching and give a big round of applause. We won't be able to hear it, but that's okay. To uh, our special guest, my wife, my friend, my best friend, Lynette Eason. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How good, are you? Good. good. <laughs> Excited <laughs> to be with you. Uh, you tell a lot of stories. You write a lot of books. And though they are fiction, I think there's a lot that can be learned from us uh, when it comes to telling the story of our organization. So let's talk a little bit about... Uh, for those of, uh, that don't know you, talk a little bit about how you got into writing and, and uh, what you're doing with your writing now. Well, I got into writing when my husband decided that he would travel for a living, <laughs> leaving me home alone. So I was lonely, and I decided to talk to the voices in my head, which sounds kind of scary to anybody who's not a writer. But uh, it's a legitimate thing, and so I... Um, just decided one day I would sit down and see if I could write a story. I've always liked writing. I've always done well in English classes, and I'd much rather have an essay than a multiple choice question. Mm -hmm. And so I just started uh, pounding out this story idea I had in my head, and um, and it kept me company. <laughs> and I, I was a lot less lonely. And uh, anyway, it seemed that I kind of had a knack for it, and I started investigating publication and actually got rejected several times so then I started investigating how to actually write and went to several writers conferences and um, eventually uh, now we're 20 something years later I guess 20 years later mm -hmm. and uh, it's 50 books yeah. 50 okay yeah. 50 mm -hmm. so that's how I got into it though it's a lot it's a lot of books at any rate it's a lot of books yeah and in the process of you becoming now a best-selling author I know there was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of training, too, from conferences that you went to. But there was also a lot of trial and error of figuring out what um, what are the elements in a good story? What keeps people back? In Lynette's world, of course, it keeps people coming back and buying more books. 
uh, in the nonprofit world, it keeps partners giving so that you can keep doing what God's called you to do through your mission. So uh, from your perspective as a best-selling author, when you start trying to lay out a story, what are some of the things that you would say are foundational, key elements to include? Well, for me, I can only speak for myself because most authors are, they have their own way of doing things. But for me, it was getting to know my characters. I need to know who I'm talking about, who I'm writing about. I need to know their backstory. I need to know their likes, their dislikes. Their, do they have family? How did they grow up? Did they have a faith element? Do Just anything in their background that I needed to know about. So I started, I usually start by doing a character sketch. I figure out who my, um, my heroine is, my hero, because I have two protagonists usually in my stories, and who my villain is, because there's always a villain. Since I write suspense, there's generally a villain. Mm -hmm. And so um, I do a character sketch. I figure out who they are, what they need, what their goals are, what their motivations are, and how I can do my best to mess that up for them. Yeah, okay, good. good. And those, those are good things, and, and um, before you kind of wonder where we're headed here again I want you to think through the lens of your organization so already there's two or three things that Lynette just said where I'm going wow as a nonprofit leader I'm, I'm kind of following those away and some of those were she mentioned characterization knowing your characters which hopefully in your communication through your nonprofit whether it's an email blast monthly email blast or hard mailing communication or social media um, hopefully you're telling the stories of your characters your characters would be those people that have been impacted uh, through your ministry, through your organization, um, and telling the story, telling their story. Um, so that was one key thing, characterization. Another key thing she said was the hero and the villain. So we all like the good guy, bad guy in the story, and in, in, in the spiritual uh, organizations that we're a part of, there's, there is a good guy and a bad guy. And the bad guy, ultimately, uh, you know, we, is the, we know is the enemy. Um, Satan, or it could be despair, it could be... Uh, destruction, it could be discouragement, any of those things that come across as the villain, uh, and then knowing who the hero is. And I would suggest in your organization that the hero is the partner, mm -hmm. the donor who gave the money to make that story possible. And so just be following those away as you're listening to some of these things that are really good for, for formulating that story. So that's good on characterization and hero. Uh, what are some other parts of telling a good story? Well, also, um, I think you have to know how, what these, what situations these characters are going to be placed in, which tends to be plot. Um, the plot is what happens in the story, and what happens in the story, it has to have direction. It can't just be going off on 50 million different rabbit trails and then try to tie everything together by the end of the story. It doesn't work that way. Each scene in the book has to support and has to move the story forward and that's where really um, some, sometimes outlining sometimes sometimes I tend to write by the seat of my pants and just see if it works out if not then I have to go back and fix it which is not a lot of fun so anything and everything every scene every every piece of dialogue the characters say has to be moving that story forward mm, okay okay that's good so, and that, that helps not only if you're writing a story uh, in a newsletter to your partners or donors or an email, but even capturing it on video. And I wanna, I wanna back up just a minute to something that uh, Lynette said with characterization. Um, how are some, what are some, maybe some tips that you can share with us about explaining um, the character of the person in, in the story? Are there some 
key keywords, descriptive words, what what helps a character come to life? Because some of us in our nonprofit struggle telling the story about somebody whose life is impacted and maybe it's too simple, maybe it doesn't elicit uh, you know, emotion from the donor or the partner that's reading it. What are some key ways we can get better at, at characterization? Well, what I have to do is I have to realize, and, and most authors do understand this, is that we're not just two-dimensional people. We can't, um, if, if we don't, if we leave something out, and I say it's, it's emotional, spiritual, and physical. Now, readers, when they're reading, they want to know what your characters look like. They want to know what, how they feel inside, what is their internal struggle. Um, because that brings me to conflict, which I'm not sure. Am I supposed to talk about that yet? <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that. Okay. So their internal struggle um, and their and their physical their physical internal struggle, emotional and spiritual. And when you leave one of those out, then your characters become flat. Mm. Like they don't. It's harder for readers connect to connect. And the big thing is, and this is taught at so many writers conferences, and I teach it in my own classes is in order for your reader to keep reading, they have to connect with the characters right off the bat. Mm. If there's no connection, there's no reason for them to keep reading. Mm. And so when we're creating these characters, I'm trying to make sure that my readers like the character. They may not, they may not like everything about them because no character is perfect because we, we give our characters flaws as well. But um, that's just part of... Uh, being a character, being that well-rounded 3D character. So I just feel like um, making sure that the re there's something about the characters that the readers connect with. Okay, that's good. That's good. And of course, we're talking fiction here. And so we're talking real-life characters in, in our nonprofit organizations. We're talking about people who have been impacted. But uh, characterizing them in a way that brings them to life and connects with people is still, is still a valid point. Um, because most of our partners will be unaware directly or have a personal connection with that person who's been impacted. So as much as we can do to describe that person, what they've gone through, their background, all those kinds of things, I've, obviously I know some of you are thinking, well, I can't do that because that's a confidential thing. You, you can do it in a way that re helps them remain confidential and also let the partner know that they've impacted someone. You can change the name. Th then you slide over into fiction because you can change, change the name to protect uh, the innocent. So we talked about characterization, which is important, and, and you kind of teased us, which is where I want to go, because um, uh, with that character, if there's not a, a problem, I call it problem, uh, Lynette calls it conflict, then really the, the reader is left going, okay, why are you tell, telling me this? And so I think in our nonprofits, as you're describing what's going on a, a lot of people aren't giving let me put it this way a lot of people aren't giving to our organization because they really don't know there's a problem in the pregnancy center world a lot of people are going what so what's what's wrong why, why do why do unwed moms need to be uh, encouraged or why do they need counseling what's what's wrong with abortion or in the you know radio world christian radio world well why do we need a positive encouraging music some people don't even we've got to really define clearly what the pro what the problem is mm -hmm. you call that in writing conflict. conflict talk a little bit about how you deal with conflict well as an author i, I work with um my characters and giving them like i said their backstory um in creating them that uh, that's what we call we call it the backstory and they're their backstory generally is going to 
be what causes the conflict in the story in the in the present day story where the story starts like they're going to start the story starts in the character's everyday normal life and then there's something that happens to flip them right out of the normal and into the, the rest of the story and usually what happens is a problem and it's it, well me i write romantic suspense so it's usually a murder or um, some kind of uh, a bank robbery, something, a kidnapping, something that, that takes them out of their normal everyday life and is going to turn them into the hero that they will eventually come become by the end of the story. And so they're going to have internal conflicts that result usually from the backstory, whatever I've created for that, for, for that character that has happened in their past, and they... Um, they're dealing with either a fear of abandonment or, um, it, you know, if a parent left them when they were young and they've never really dealt with that uh, abandonment issue, or maybe it is a, a fear of something. There's just something. There's a big fear. And through the story, uh, I can give you an example. One, one example would be uh, in one of my stories I had my heroine was a foster child, and when she was younger, she, um, one of her foster brothers or sisters decided they didn't want her in the house, so they tried to drown her in this family swimming pool. And so, I know, sorry, y'all, that's why my brain works. <laughs> and, um, but, as you can imagine, that had a huge impact on her as she was growing up, and she has been afraid of water ever since. Well, of course, when she has that fear, she is going to have to face that fear at some point in the story and of course she is going to be being the heroine that she is is going to be in a heroic way of saving and what happened was she had to to dive into the lake to save a drowning child mm. and so she did it and um it wasn't easy it, it, she actually really didn't even think about it she just did it and thought about it later and really wigged out but anyway that internal conflict was uh, really hard, a hard struggle for her to overcome. And I set that up through the story. I set it up uh, foreshadowing, pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, they were on a lake. She refused to get on the boat. Nope. Uh, Y'all take care of that. I'm going to stay back here on dry land kind of thing so that in the end she could, she could do what she had to do. But uh, then you've got your external conflict. The external conflict can be man versus man, man versus nature, man versus um, an external villain like uh, somebody trying to kill her is what usually is going on in my stories. Um, anything, anything that comes from the outside going against and trying to stop the character from achieving her goals and uh, that's basically the internal and external that's conflict. That's good. That's really, really good. And so in, in our world, nonprofits, again, hopefully you're applying this through the lens of your own organization if you're in the pregnancy center world which i work with a lot of pregnancy centers uh fighting against um society fighting against you know maybe uh, you find you have a, a young girl who's found herself in an unplanned pregnancy and mom and dad are telling her to do one thing and her heart's telling her to do something else and there's this this conflict it, we assume sometimes that the rest of the world knows the details of that story about that person or even about what happens in, with with those kinds of people um, so we've got to really think through through that. Now, now the um, as you describe that problem, another another P. I kind of have the four P's uh, as I think about storytelling. You, you describe the the problem. Um, it's that plot, the plot, the ebb and flow of keeping people engaged. How, how do you do that? What are some ways 
obviously the backstory and creating that on the front end, which implies preparation. I guess that's another piece. Prepar- <laughs> preparing and not just telling your story, but thinking through how you're going to tell it. But when it comes to the plot, are there some key words or key things that you think of when you're thinking through the plot of how to keep the reader engaged? Well, one thing that um, that we're, we're taught as writers going through conferences and classes and trying to learn the craft in order to get good enough to be published is you want to end every scene and every chapter on a cliffhanger. And they say they want you to do this because the reader usually says, okay, at the end of this chapter, I'm going to close the book and I'm going to go to sleep. Well, your goal as the author is to say, oh, no, you're not. No, 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 you don't see, you, you this this is how the chapter is going to end and I'm going to leave you hanging and then you're going to have to turn the page to find out, you know, what's going to happen next. And so, um, mostly, uh, mostly cliffhangers and, and just keeping the suspense for me, suspense on every page of the story. What, when there's a problem, I have my characters thinking about it. I have them discussing it. I have them, you know, watching over their shoulder or, you know, feeling like somebody's watching them, but can't see anybody there or, you know, for example, in one of my one of my scene one of my books, the opening scene was my heroine. She she woke up and she was like, something's off, something's not right. Well, and she just laid real still, and then she heard a footstep. Well, that's kind of creepy, and the reader's going to keep reading to make sure she's going to be okay in the end. Mm-hmm. Which you know, anyway, so that's what I do. That's good. That's good. That's good. So thinking through the plot. Uh, you in the nonprofit sector, in the nonprofit world, maybe in a newsletter or video or email can't necessarily keep the reader on to turn the page because maybe it's you know it's your monthly partner letter so it's one document one email one video but what you can do is you can tease what's coming up maybe next month to keep the person wanting to come back for more hey here's an incredible story from this month you tell the story but wait till you hear what happens with so and so tune in next month you can create some cliffhanger type scenarios to keep your donors engaged with your organization with teasers at the end of each month. And so Lynette's talking to us about, again, characterization helps with uh, letting people know about the problem that that person has. Uh, The the plot obviously is important. Um, I use another P word, I don't know which one you use here, but uh, I use the word payoff. Like, okay, what's, what's the win in the story? And, and all of us have seen, um, seen, seen TV shows or movies where you get to the end of the two and a half hour movie and you're kind of like, well, that was a dud. You know, there's no, there's no payoff in all of your books and maybe even in each chapter because you're keeping them hooked to the next chapter. There, there's some kind of payoff. What would you describe that in, in writing? Well, it's funny. We were really just discussing this on a writer's loop of mine. And that is... Um, the payoff for a romantic suspense author or a romance author or people that want to keep their readers coming back is that H-E-A, happily ever after. That's the payoff for mm. the readers when they're reading a book. They're going to, most readers, I'm sure there are exceptions, but most readers pick up a book because that's their escape. Mm. That's their mental downtime. Um, and they can lose themselves in the between the pages of a book for a few hours and forget about the fact that they have to cook dinner and <laughs> you know whatever and um, and they have that happily ever after and it just gives them that sense of satisfaction and and a lot of readers have told me they even think about the characters after the story has ended because 
they're like, well, I wonder what so-and-so's doing. Oh, wait, that was a book. That was a story. You know, that was a character in a book. And I still wonder what she's doing. And then they'll, then they'll Facebook me and say, is there going to be another story that, uh, you know, after that? I want to know what happened to this character. And it'd be a secondary character mm-hmm. who had maybe mm-hmm. like a, a slight role in the story, not a major role. Anyway. And, um, but they want to know about these characters. They want to know what happened to them. And they don't want the story to end. That's good. That's good. So the, the payoff... H-E-A, Happily Ever After, in the book writing. The pay, what is the payoff for, for you as you share your story about your nonprofit? Uh, the payoff is someone's life is changed. So as you're telling that story, you know, so-and-so came into our office and she found herself with an unplanned pregnancy or so-and-so was discouraged and depressed and they just were ready to give up on life and they scanned onto our radio station. And then it's it's the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey way back in the day used to say. So that's the payoff is, okay, what changed? What happened? As a result of them interacting with your organization, what's the good news? How did it change their life? How was their life turned around? That's that's the payoff. And so a lot of times we, we err on one side or the other. We either spend a lot of time talking about the problem and then, oh, yeah, they tuned into the station or they came to our organization and we talked with them and prayed with them and, H-E-A, they were happily ever after. We don't really spend a lot of time talking about the payoff, or we don't do a lot, uh, we make the opposite problem, and we don't tell a lot about the problem, and we jump right to, oh, and they came across our station, and God used it, or they came to our organization, and God impacted their life, and blah, 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 and people don't really think it's a great payoff because we didn't really explain their life before they encounter our organization. So it's an equal balance of both to get the payoff. the, the other P that, that I talk about, Lynette, um, with organizations is after you've shared the payoff, what really is the point? So I don't know how that would fit in writing. At the end of your writing, I know, I know you have not only the HEA that you want to happen, but you want readers to walk away and, and have something happen or, or make a decision or be different or the, the story to impact them in some way. Uh, what what do you call that? I just call it what's what's the point? What do you want them to do at the end of? Well, I call it I call it the uh, the theme. I call it. I guess I would call it the point too, really. But it, usually my books have a theme, and um, since I consider my writing a ministry as well, I do get a lot of emails and a lot of uh, Facebook messages about people who have taken that story. And applied it to their applied the problem solving uh, to their lives, and maybe um, there was one girl who uh, read a story, and it had a character in there who was cutting um, because of uh, her low self esteem, and she she emailed she Facebooked me, and she was like, "This is me," and she said, "I can't even tell you the impact this has had on me." So thank you for that. And then, you know, there was there was I was writing one story. And I had named the character um, David Hatchet. And I kept typing David Hackett. And I was finally like, what in the world is going on? I've never had this issue before. And so I was like, fine, your name is David Hackett. Obviously, you want your name to be David Hackett. So it's just going to be David Hackett from now on. And he was in the Army, Special Forces, and he just really wasn't a very nice person in the beginning of the story. He had deceived this woman, but and he they even married her in, under a, um, it, it, the, whole, the whole relationship was a lie because he was in the Witness Protection Program, and he decided that mm-hmm. he would be safer if he was married, and they wouldn't be looking for a, a, a married guy. 
Well, through the course of the year, he fell in love with her. And he had planned to tell her the truth and confess it all and just, you know, take it, take it on, on, the, on the chin. And uh, so um, before that could happen, he was, <laughs> he was in a car accident. They got to throw all that conflict in there. So, but she, so she finds out when she wakes up with, for, in her bedroom with people looking for him and threatening to kill her if she doesn't tell them where he is and she doesn't know. She finds out who he is and all the story goes on. And it's a process, and the theme in that is uh, mostly forgiveness. But um, so anyway, I had a I had a reader email me telling me that the entire story had shaken her completely because she had met a guy online named David Hackett. He was in the army, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. lied to her about their whole relationship and had stolen a bunch of money from her. And she said she mm-hmm. because reading that book she felt like God was telling her she needed to forgive him. Mm. And so she said it, it, she said it was very hard to read the book. She said it took her a, about two months to actually finish it. Wow. And uh, so stuff like that, stuff like that. The, the, the point is for readers to read the books and possibly have their lives changed for the better. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and sometimes we don't even know what uh, the point is. We discover... God yeah, does something exactly. that, we don't, yeah, that we don't that we don't even plan for for us in the nonprofit um, arena. The point when somebody reads our story, the point that we when we get the privilege or opportunity to share our story, um, hopefully the point is uh, something from that story eliciting some kind of response, as Lynette just described. Um, the reader walking away, going, "Wow, I need to be, I need to learn how to forgive," or what, whatever the point is for reader. For us, when we're communicating to partners, there is a point, and the point should be uh, not only, obviously, to give God the glory for the life change that's happened. That's kind of the given, but ultimately, it should be to engage that partner uh, to want to do something in relationship with your organization. So, what I mean by that, I, I mean when you share that story, you should give the the reader of that story an opportunity to respond uh you should have if you want to call it a call to action in that story so your your stories are not just to share just for the sake of sharing a story the point is to share those stories to say hey here's what god is doing through our organization you can partner like the way i like to say it is you can partner with the creator of the universe through our organization to impact another life so would you like to do that would you like to become a monthly partner? You want, we want to make more stories like this one happened that the, that the person just read. A lot of times I will get newsletters or email updates, uh, partner letters from other organizations, and they'll do everything that we've talked about uh, today with Lynette. Great, all the way up to the point, and you'll read the whole story. And as a reader, you're reading, going, "Wow, I, uh, you've elicited emotion. And I've connected, and wow, this the, the plot of the story is great, and the characterization is great. And I see the problem, and I, I see why wow, how the, the organization's changed that person's life. And then it'll be signed sincerely, organization leader. And it's like we—they're never given the opportunity to to know what's the, what is the point. The point is, I'm sharing that story with you so you can engage with God and, and us to impact more lives. So there's got to be some kind of call to action there. Sometimes, in the case of reading a fiction book, the reader will come to that conclusion for themselves. More often than not, in the nonprofit arena, we've got to lead the person reading to where we want them to go. Um, and, and maybe talk about that a little bit as, as we wrap up here. What are some key ways, because, and, and we're dealing a lot with the imagination, 
but what are some ways I know that you're purposeful in leading that person who's reading along the way to the next place in the story how, how do you do that well part of it is setting up is, is setting up the plot mm. and setting up the characters everything is set up and everything has a place in the story and so what I'm doing is taking the reader uh, from the call to action we got we call it a call to action in, oh, in writing the initial part where the hero or the heroine something happens and the hero or the heroine has to step up and answer that call to action so they can actually be the hero mm -hmm. or the heroine mm -hmm. in the story That's right. and so you know we take it from there we start with the call to action uh, a lot of times we give well every every time actually we have to make sure that I have to make sure that I give my hero or my heroine or both the tools and skills necessary in, to um, complete that call to action, to actually fulfill what um, what they set out to do, mm -hmm. and that is usually to defeat the evil person. And so, with those skills and tools, such as you know, an FBI agent looking for um, the murder of her family from 15 years ago, okay, she's got the tools and the skills to do that and to find that person. Whereas if she was just your general person. Um, she would not be able to do that without some some kind of help. So I just take the reader. I try to I try to make them want to know what's going on in these characters' lives. I just make them want to know more and try to make them keep turning the pages as they finish the story. Awesome. And, and and just keep the plot going and reveal new information along the way. Somewhere in there, I've got to have some wow moment, some surprise, something that she wasn't expecting, the reader wasn't expecting. Mm. And, um, and said, oh man, I wasn't expecting that. What's going to happen next? And just keep going with that. You know what? What you said there was was very was really a good reminder because you said you give them the tools, the the, the person that could be the hero in the story, the tools to be the hero. Right. And that's what you do as a nonprofit leader in your in your storytelling is at the end that call to action, the point is you give them the tools. Hey, here's a way that you can do this. You can you can be a one time giver of X amount. You can be a monthly partner. We're going to give you the tools to do that, which is the finances or maybe a prayer partner, whatever. Giving them the tools, some of that's just as simple as giving them a place at the bottom of a letter to tear off and send back in. Some of it, if it's in an email, linking to a form they can fill out on your website so that you can get uh, acquire their name and get information to correspond with them. Uh, you're, you'd be amazed how many uh, emails I get from uh, organizations that have a great partner letter and story of how God's used their ministry and at the end there's no link there's not even a donate button there's no link there's no no form I can fill out to go oh my goodness I've been motivated to be a part of this well there's no tool for me to be able to do that so all this is important great information on uh, telling the story in a way that will help people get involved with your organization uh, letting them know what the problem is sharing the plot letting them know the payoff and then asking the question, what is the point? So uh, thank you. You're welcome. For hanging out with us for that a was fun. today. That was fun. I enjoyed you. that. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, <laughs> hey, if you want to know how we can help you with any of these things, maybe you're struggling how to tell you the story uh, in your organization, or you're going, well, we're trying to really 
to define the problem. It's complex and we want to simplify it. Or maybe you're struggling with just how to use the right words or how to trigger um, people to engage with the organization. We would love to help you. You can get in touch with us. Information's there on the screen. Uh, if you're a reader or if you're not, you should become one. <laughs> and uh, Christian Fiction is, a, is great. You can uh, check out Lynette's website right there. The link's at the bottom. It's real simple, LynetteEason.com. And what's coming up for you in the future in the writing world? I'm always writing, working on book two in the new series called Danger Never Sleeps. And uh, book four in the Blue Justice series will be out August 6th. And then book one in the Danger Never Sleeps series called Collateral Damage will be out in January, February, <laughs> something of next year. There's always something going on. It never stops, which is great. Job yeah. security. Yes. Speaking of never sleeps, there you go, there you go. So you can check her out, and uh, matter of fact, she would love to come uh, to your organization and get plugged in. Again, if we can help, get in touch with us. Hopefully this has helped a little bit on storytelling, and if you've got a group that you're um, watching this video uh, webinar with right there at your organization, take a few minutes and sit around the table and talk about those things. What, what, what is the problem your organization is solving? I mean, really, what's the problem? What is the uh, the plot? How effectively are you sharing that story? And is, is there a payoff? I, I want to challenge you to do something today with your team, and that is for each person of your team, and if it's just you today watching, next time you have your team meeting, ask each person around the table to share one success story that they've seen happen through your organization. It's amazing to me a lot of times nonprofit leaders will say, wow, I, I can't really remember where God's shown up, I'm so busy. I know you can if you'll take a few minutes to think about it. Those are, the, those are the payoffs. And then spend a few minutes thinking about what's the point. How can you engage that partner in ministry? All right, thanks for joining us today. God bless you.